Attack. We are here every Monday evening at 8 o'clock. We bring you local music from Brooklyn and beyond. Tonight, our guest in the studio, two-thirds of the band, Suwaka. We're going to be talking about their most recent release. We're going to be talking about their massive Asian tour, their upcoming show next month. We opened our show this evening with their song, Kiki, Tell Me How to Pronounce It. Yes, it's uh, called Suwaka. No, no, no. no the opening song. Bamichu. Bamichu Kabanchian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which means bringer of hate, right? Yep. Bringer of hate. Okay. And then the al- I'm going to pronounce the album as Suwaka Atrocity. Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we follow that with a band out of Detroit called Dead in Five, their brand new release. The album's called Schizophrenic Razor. The album is Automatic Death Machine. You can find more about them on deadin5.com. It was released on May 17th, and their next show is June 8th at the UFO Factory in Michigan. So, no no problem, no problem. Um, Maybe they'll come through sometime. I like their energy. Yes. You guys guys have tons of fucking energy. I'm in the studio with John and Kiki, and we're missing... What's up, really? Really? I mean, lead guitar and vocals, but, you know, who needs that? And (laughs) (laughs) I said to the guys earlier, I said, if I knew lead singer jokes, I would be telling them all evening, but I I don't know any of them. (laughs) So I'm I'm completely at a a loss. Um, Tell me then, what does Suwaka mean? So it literally means shelter. Shelter. Indonesian. But what's the, why did you guys choose? Well, uh, originally when we started it, probably early 2001-ish, so uh, when we started it, it was all four Indonesian guys, you know, we all just came here, we work in, and just trying to make a band, you know, just trying to make, trying to have fun and trying to make new songs, basically. And we picked Shelter, I guess, that's how we felt back then, you know, being here, being immigrants in New York City, working, and having New York as our new home, I guess. So that's how we started it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's, there is, there's another group called Suwaka, which I found is the Indonesian Civil Society for Refugee Rights Protection. Yeah. So, so then that makes sense for, with that as their description, right? And shelter. So they are going to take care of people. And so the shelter for you then Right, being there, there. who's here, and this is where you're finding your home, right? When the we have the name first. (laughs) (laughs) We have the name first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get. When did you join, John? So I I joined. I was going back like what, like almost ten years or something. Yeah, Um, we've been having different member. Basically, the first three albums, different guitarist, different drummer for each album. Consistency is always Kiki and Ruli, right? Bass and guitar, the that's the core of the band. And then for the, like the last ten years, I I started playing drums with those guys, and it's my favorite music I've been able to play. So. I, I, I'm going to have to say that if you are a drummer and these guys approach you with their music, mm-hmm. like you almost must have an orgasm. Like when you first play. <laughs> well, I was no, I was totally intimidated. I was like a punk rock drummer. I wasn't. I never considered myself a real drummer. I started on, on bass and guitar, but I, I love playing drums. And I grew up with thrash metal. I never played double kick when I joined the band. I was like, they're like, well, you got to play double kick. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to learn that. And it took me like two years before I felt comfortable actually doing it. But like playing out live. Yeah, actually, just playing double kick. It'd be, it took me like two years to really. You know, we were playing shows in that meantime, but, like, it wasn't until two years where I was like, okay, I, I can do this. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Because yeah. that's the first thing that, that like, whatever I pick up on um, is just there's that driving drums, and you're just like, man, if you're a fan of drums, if you love playing drums, then you're going to, like, love the sound of this band. And then it's like, like the bass kicks in, and, like, I, I sort of, you know, I mean, you, you know my love of no means no. Yep. Um, and But it's the same type of thing. If you love... Like songs that are driving with drums, right. or driving with bass, and see this is we, this is when we can't get rid of the. Well, you got rid of the That's us. And then you're like, like holy shit, this yeah. is like such intense and fun music. 
spotlight. And that's how we think about it, you know, and, and really would say the same thing if he's here, you know, that's, it's all about, we, we like having a good time. We like intensity and, you know, sometimes we, we express some anger and whatever, but it's really about positivity. You know, we have all three of us, we're into, we love music. We're grateful that we get to play it and play shows yeah. and people like it, which, which is amazing. So that's, you know, what, what more can we ask out of life? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I, I think uh, what you could ask for, you could ask for a nickname in this band. Because <laughs> oh. it, it's like Kiki, Ruli, and John. John. <laughs> this is the most boring white guy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, somebody's got to give me a nickname. <laughs> Let's see if we can have a name the band contest. We'll take a picture. We'll put it up on the website. <laughs> What's the first thing that comes out in your mind? John in the picture. Yeah. Oh, I, you, you, you haven't asked them like to get a nickname to get some no. <laughs> Indonesian nickname. Hmm. I'll, I'll think one. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and whatever it is, you can say it on the air because we're not going to get in trouble with the FCC. And yes, sir. <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, be, we'll be certainly okay. Um, where can people find the album? Where's the best place? So it's it's everywhere. I mean, we, we would love for people to come to our band camp, and uh, you can listen to it there. You can order the CD. The new record is only on CD. All right. You can order the CD. We or have apps. Oh, or cassette tape. Yeah. We, we oh, have an okay. uh, Indonesian uh, company, a uh, record label called Zimzum that's put out our last full length and this new record on cassette, and they look gorgeous. We, we both grew up with cassettes. <laughs> Myself included. Yeah. So I, it, for me, the, the last record, our, our full-length Tiga, which means three, was our third record, and we were three-piece. That was the first record that we had pressed on cassette, like a pro- professional pressing with the cover. And, and growing up with cassettes, I realized I had never done that. I've been on vinyl and CD so many times, and it was really cool to see that cassette. Like, <laughs> was, was it also... The desire to, to have that, yes, and we're having beer in the studio. <laughs> if anybody wants, wants to know what that sound is, I hope you're enjoying a nice holiday refreshment, yep. Memorial Day refreshment. Happy Memorial Day, 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 Day. Um, But uh, was it was it the des- desire to also have, so to have the fold-out notes with the cassettes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it. I mean, that's why we, we still put CDs out. You know, there was... Uh, it seems like maybe five or six years ago you couldn't even give CDs away. Now I feel like people kind of want them again because there's a desire to hold something, to see artwork, to see yeah. lyrics, you know. Especially touring in Asia, they they still love, they still pick up those CDs, tapes especially, you yeah. know. And, and LPs. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited that vinyl is coming back and that people are yeah. either doing vinyl or or digital. Yeah. Um, or sometimes people are just being like, we're going to do a final release and screw everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so to get back to your question, we would love for people to visit our bank yet, mm-hmm. but it's available everywhere. Yeah. And okay. you know, YouTube, Spotify, Spotify uh, Apple, whatever. And physically at the show on... 28th. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kiki. Yeah, so the 28th at uh, Lucky 13? No. no uh, uh, Kingsland Tavern. So we have three venues there, people. The Kingsland Tavern. Yeah. Yep. Um, and who else is on the bill? There's a band called Bowhead, or, or Bowhead. I think it's Bowhead. Bowhead. Um, that we got booked with originally, and, and uh, I, I I don't know them personally, but I checked them out. They're really cool, almost like um, Jesus Lizardy, you know, like, like post-punk heavy kind of stuff. So that's really good. And I'm not sure about the other bands yet. I, I haven't had a chance to check them out, but there's it's a four-band bill. Yeah. And then, so I think they can, if you go to the Kingsland website or go to the event page on Facebook, you get links through the tickets. Or go to the Suwaka page. Go to the <laughs> Suwaka page. Okay, my, my bad on that one. So let's hear a track from uh, the third album. Say it again for uh, it. Tiga. Tiga. Uh, so let's hear Destroyer, and then we're, I'm going to drop something brand new from another local band. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe not. I think you'll become a fan after this song. Um, and uh, then we'll come back and let's chat about being overseas, that tour, yeah. and all the rest of it. You're listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Destroyer by Suwaka.
Black. The album is called Slow Burn Suicide. It's going to be out on June 13th. Um, and then, so here's where I, my confusion came from. They're going to do their release show on June 8th at Lucky 13. Um, and they're playing with Solace, Shadow Witch, and Begotten. And I've listened to Begotten, so this is sort of like your show. I checked out some of the bands. Um, we've played Begotten before. Uh, they're very cool. And uh, so that is June 8th at Lucky 13. Album is out on the 13th. That is Eternal Black. And we also heard Tiga from the album Tiga Destroyer by our guest in the studio, Suwaka. And it's suwakatribe.bandcamp.com or just Suwaka. Suwakatribe.bandcamp.com. That sounds right. Yeah. And then the website is suwakatribe.com. Yeah. All right. All right. So you guys just did this. <laughs> Fucking amazing, like incredibly massive Asian tour. Epic, epic Asian tour is what I've been calling it. <laughs> I mean, I think we, you know, it, it's it was a lot of countries, a lot of traveling. It was it was a little brutal. I mean, there was it, it was kind of like every three days we would not get to sleep, like we because we would be traveling so much we would just cap, catch cat naps in the airport or on the plane or whatever. Yeah, but. It, it was worth it, you know. We got to see so many places and meet new people. Yeah, play a bunch of good shows. So, so let me just give a rundown of, of where you guys went. Yep. Um, Philippines, Japan, Malaysia, Taiwan, Laos. That's right. Singapore, Mongolia. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yes. Uh, Nepal. Yep. India yep. and Thailand. Sounds oh, right. Jesus. who've gone to tour in Europe. Yeah. And, you know, people love the crowds. People love the crowds 24 when they go off on tour across the country here. Yeah. But what separates it for so many people when they go across to Europe are how you're treated by promoters. Yes. Similar type of situation. I mean, if you guys are doing that Definitely. long of a tour, like, you're doing that because you know people are going to take care of you. Yeah. Right. Because that's not getting into a van and driving three hours or getting on the train. In a place you've never been. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, really, we're really fortunate. We have a, a, a tour manager from Malaysia who's a good friend of ours now. That uh, he's, he's been in the scene. He's an older guy. He's been around forever. He knows people all over Asia. He's, he's like a happy Buddha guy, like very charismatic, <laughs> well-respected. Every, everywhere we show up, like, oh, Fazil, Fazil. You know, everyone's happy to see him. So he, he, he does it right. You know, like, we, you know, we don't have guarantees or anything like that. But everywhere we show up, you know, people pick us up at the airport. They take us to a hotel. They feed, feed us. Feed us. Yeah. Give us some drinks. Maybe some weed. You got to survive somehow. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then they put on a great show and for us, and we'll play with local bands and, and have a good time. So it's we're, we're really fortunate yeah. to have that content. And some of those shows are actually been huge, yeah. like bigger bigger shows that we ever even do here in New York City, you know. For sure. Like really proper on stage. Yeah. <laughs> feel like a rock star. But, I mean, that, but that's, the, that's the fun part of it in terms of being able to in that different environment, right? Absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, I'm guessing that you guys not only just played, but you probably also served as a, as ambassadors, right? Um, I mean, that, that's probably part of the fun of going as well, that there's really interesting opportunities to interact with the fans. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. No, we, and we, we learn a lot everywhere we go, too. I mean, I, right away, I tried to learn hello and thank you in every language. <laughs> Which was, it was a lot of countries, you know, a lot of different languages. <laughs> we went through 11 of them. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, we we uh, we do try to act as ambassadors. You know, we try, yeah, we're having a good time, but yeah. we, we try to, um, you know, 15, goodwill. 15 out of 20 of these shows are actually, were our new, our new, our first time being there. Yeah. And for both, for, for them actually, they were actually our, their first time having, Trust metal from America being yeah. there, like in Perlis. Yeah, there's, there's a handful of countries. They're like, you're the first. Actually, wow. in Mongolia, they said you're the first American thrash metal band to play here ever. 
You know, there's there's a bunch of countries where yeah. Yeah, we we get that, which it's you know it's it's not it's a great feeling yeah. to, to be the first ones there. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Monk, as a country, Mongolia is one that where we sort of feel is just incredibly closed off. But then you're saying what you're both saying is that there's thrash metal fans there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was actually a big show, and a lot of people came out. Yeah, that's that. <clears throat> Mongolia. I mean, that was one of the. We actually, after the show, the next day, we hung out with uh, really our guitarist singer that couldn't be here. He, he Facebooked like I don't know. He became friends with some of the kids at the show. The next day, they took us all around Ulaanbaatar, the, the capital of Mongolia, and we had a great time hanging out with them. That was, you know, it's those moments where you get to connect with the local people. With, yeah, it makes it all worthwhile. You know, and it, I mean, you're you're already creating different music. Based on your Indonesian influences for the, for the for the roots of the band, is, was it an opportunity as well to pull in like other influences? Because sure. like, you're seeing all these, I'm, I'm sure, like bands that we would drop our jaws for when you were in Vietnam. You'd be like, yeah. "Fuck, these guys are good." Yeah, absolutely. And and the, you know, this actually happened. We we did a similar tour last year, not quite as expansive, but you know, we did Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, and Southeast Asia last year, and. We'll, this new record that you've been playing songs off, many of those songs were inspired, or, you know, the inspiration for them came from some of the bands we played with and the places we were at. Yeah. Some of the lyrics, like, it all comes from, you know, being out there and meeting people and hearing different bands. Right. Now, now help me with the lyrics then for the for the oh, first song we played again. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, so, <laughs> uh, Pemaku Amichu. Amichu. See, I'm saying it with Kabinchia. Okay. And and so there's, it, it's a situation where whether you're singing in Indonesian or singing your songs in English, there isn't, there's a language barrier with the audience. But sure. is, are you, you finding it then that it's that, that energy that they're grabbing onto? I mean, almost in the, in the same way I am, For sure. that, that I'm hooking onto that. I mean, to me, it's like Camel Attack is a good example. Uh, the, it, they're, what, Swedish or, I don't know, Camel Attack is a, a fairly big, band from somewhere, I think, I think it's Sweden, and they don't sing in English at all, but people love yeah, sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes not knowing that what, he, what the singer is saying, it's part of the... Yeah! yeah there's, there's <laughs> I mean, even, you know, like, listen to Kurt Cobain's lyrics. Nobody knows what he's saying. <laughs> that's, to me, that's the best part about music, is misinterpreting lyrics, like making your own meaning to the song, making your own interpretation of it. <laughs> yeah, and I think from, you know, certainly talking to, like, a, like a number of guests, like, they're, everyone's okay with people having a different interpretation for a song. Right. As long as the song, as long as we're able to reach you with the song, or the, and the song means something right. to you, yeah. then cool, and we've done our, our job, <laughs> I, I guess, then, then we bridge that divide. But and, metaphors are more true than facts. I would say, yeah. You know, there's there's more truth in something that is personal, personally interpretable mm-hmm. than like a fact. There's there's more personal meaning to it. You know. So, what were some of the other like highlights besides? I mean, I think getting tour from like kids into Milan. That's where it would be freaking amazing. Well, oh of God. course, that was after the show that Sepultura opened for us. <laughs> <laughs> Should we mention that again? <laughs> Supposed to open for us. Yeah. So we show up in Mongolia. We we've been traveling like uh, 24 hours or whatever. We're jet lagged, and we're playing with Sepultura. And the 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 promoters, the venue only has one set of. Can I can I just stop you there? Sure. So maybe just want to tell people who Sepultura. Sepultura is the most famous metal band in the world that is not from America. They're from Brazil. I'm not serious. People no, should know who Sepultura is. I'm sorry if they don't, but... Well, I, I, what I, just, I, I think for people who will listen, for, uh, if they're listening live or perhaps listen later when it's when it's in the archives, and they're like, oh, I'm going to listen to a show about a new trash metal band from Brooklyn or yeah. America, they'll be like, okay, and they'll get the reference, but I'm, on the off chance that somebody who tuned into the group now are thinking that there's going to be a singer-songwriter on this evening, um, and we're talking about, you know, heavy metal, and you're dropping heavy metal references. I yeah. thought we should just sort of... Yeah, so clearly, yeah, please, please check out Sepultura. I mean, they're, they're, they're famous from since the '80s. They, you know, one of the metal pioneers, the thrash metal pioneers. You know, with, with 
sets of gear so basically we show up and they're like oh no you can't you can't mess with this stuff so you can play after Sepultura (laughs) 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 so you know we were a little disappointed obviously because we we wanted to open for them but uh, you know it it actually turned out great it was was a well attended show there's a lot of you know fans there and you know at least half the crowd stayed for our set and which was I don't know at least 250 or 300 at least 230 of the crowd stayed. Yeah. There was still a lot of people. A lot of people stayed. Even though, you know, it took us a minute to change over and everything, too. But, yeah. And I was thinking, did, did you, like, we cleaned it, like, yeah, yeah, we tried. <laughs> the crew had to take down everything yeah. first, you know, at the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, I mean, they're simple terms. So they're, you know, they're the, they're, they're the people that are getting the guarantee and the people get to see. But we, we were very honored to play with them. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I, I got to sit in the L.A. Casa Grande seat and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's, you know, John, John, has, John has those shorts at home. You know, they're now in a frame. Now, was there a bit where you sort of watched them perform? And you did you, like, pull stuff out of what they did? this guy, he's one of the best drummers in the world right now. And I'm watching this guy play, I'm like, fuck, I have to fucking go after this yes. guy? So I, it, it, makes you to feel that, it definitely pushes you to go that one step further, to try and make yourself as good as you can be, you know? Yes. Big pressure, definitely. <laughs> yeah. so you're listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is what Brooklyn sounds like, although your home base is from Queens also. Um, and so we are visiting with two thirds of the band, the important part of the band. But let me just give you a, a, a little reminder um, that bringing you the sounds and the stories uh, is what all of our hosts do here at Radio Free Brooklyn. And we cannot operate without the support of our listeners and our fans. Um, please consider even a small donation. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month to help keep us on the air and expanding our programs uh, and supporting the arts community in Brooklyn and beyond. If you go to radiofreebrooklyn.org backslash donate, um, we'd be very grateful. One of those programs that I think you guys um, and John, with your background, maybe there's an opportunity to to pull you in. We've started this after school program uh, for kids 13 to 18 in, uh, in Brooklyn where they, if they're interested in journalism, if they're interested in music, if they're interested in hosting a radio show, uh, they can come in, sign up, apply. It's free, and they get to work with professionals. Uh, DJ Keeks, who you met earlier, is one of the instructors. And it's just an opportunity to oh, help Kiki. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not this Kiki, no, the other Kiki. Um, yes. And so just to have an opportunity to, like, learn, and then they are putting on shows on Radio Free Brooklyn. So so those are the things that we're using your donations for. So if you're ever in the in the mood, you have an extra five bucks in your pocket, and you want to know where to, where to put it, um, Radio Free Brooklyn would be a great place to do it. Let's hear another track from... Awesome. Uh, see, I, I want to make sure I get it correct. Wait, wait from Suwak Atrocity or... Yes, yeah. yeah, Suwak Atrocity. Suwak Atrocity. <laughs> See, it's kind of a tongue twister. You had it, you had it. Okay. I'm like, you know, I, I did try and say it like a whole bunch of times, you know, because the first time you read it, you're just kind of like, no. Yeah. And you go over the top of it. So, uh, Dark Bright. And then we're going to hear from a band that's out of Indiana, of all places. Excellent. Cool. Okay. They got awesome music in Indiana. You are listening to Throughout an Hour, Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs>
Shaking Cruiser, their album Shake and Bait, which is going to be out on May 31st, Friday. It's on Alive Natural Sounds Records. They're from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I said you played it. <laughs> Indiana's great. Yeah. Last year on our U.S. tour, we played two shows in Indiana. Yep. One in eight shows. Yeah, yeah. One, uh, a show in Indianapolis, <laughs> and then on the, our loop back towards New York, we played uh, Rolling Prairie, Indiana, I believe. It, 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 it's small. South Bend. South Bend, yes. Yeah, small <clears throat> town just on almost to Michigan on the north side of Indiana, and it was a fest, and it was one of the best shows of our tour. It was great. Cool. Well, speaking of best shows, the pentatonic thrash metal riffs went over really well in Mongolia. Yeah, Mongolia. Was no, good. Malaysia. 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 Oh. oh, we would. No, no, we were talking about worse shows, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the, the ups and downs on the tour. Like we, we, we had, we had. I, I, I learned last week that you can't have peaks if you don't have valleys. Exactly. Yep. So there was. Uh, we actually didn't end up playing three of the shows. <laughs> Correct. Two in Malaysia and Miri and Cebu, Sarawak, Malaysia, and in Kathmandu, Nepal. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's, so, that's unfortunate. So what happened was the, the first two in uh, Malaysia. It's a it's a Borneo, right? Yeah, in Borneo Island. What we call Borneo Island. You know, there's a Malaysian part of it called Sarawak. Okay. And we had two shows booked there. With both with uh, a band from Singapore called yep. Demiser, De- uh, or Devour, 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 and they have upside down crosses in their in their name. Mm-hmm. Right, and the shows happen right. right. on Easter, Easter and around Easter, Easter weekend. And so the church all get together. They all complain to the uh, local politician, wow. to the cops. It was a big deal actually. It was all over newspaper. Yep. It was on the news, social yeah. media, and so they got those two co- two shows canceled. And uh, we, we were fortunate in in this respect because in Malaysia, in Sarawak, between uh, Miri and Cebu, there's a town called Bentulu, and they made another show, kind of just for us, right? A bunch of local bands. Because we were already on the way there, we we have to go there anyway because our tickets. Yeah, you know, we already bought the plane tickets. <laughs> But uh, it turned out really good. That, that so that that was you know kind of a happy ending. We we got to play one show there, and there was a, it was a lot of good. Yeah, which turned out to be a great great night, great yeah, show. Yeah, sure. So, w- what's your like quick advice for for bands that would want to go over to Asia? Besides, go be Asian. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I mean that definitely helps. You know, the the the, the whole reason. You know, because. Kiki and Ruli are Indonesian. They grew, up, they grew up in Indonesia. This is where our connections come from. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's, Asia's a very welcoming place, I think, I, in general, you know. I, I don't know how to break into it, but, you know, if you can get there, people are very friendly and you'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those one-in-a-million thing where actually in Sarawak this never really happened, and then all of a sudden it just happened. On Easter Day, you know, all that. Well, actually, there's we, we heard there's kind of, you know, the 80s satanic panic in yes. America? Oh, yes. Okay, so it's kind of happening right now in, in Southeast Asia. There, I don't know if you know what time they're not as well known. They're a, a black metal a mm-hmm. band from Nor- Norway or, I don't know, Scandinavia. And, they, you know, they have, like, fire and blood and shit at their shows. They played a show in Singapore, like, maybe, like, six months ago or something. Yeah, well, and the government or the authorities canceled it the day of the show. No, they're not into this satanic thing. And then this has been going around like for some reason, people are worried about satanic music right now, which is, <laughs> seems weird to me, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely weird. Uh, details on your next local New York City show. Yep. One more time. Yeah, we're playing at. Kingsland, June twenty eighth. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with Bowhead, uh, uh, I haven't. I have actually played the Kingsland when it was called the Place. Okay. Which it, you know was just it kind of was like a VFW vibe where it's just this big room in the back. And I, I've seen pictures now. I think it's actually a legit venue. Like they got a sound system now yeah. and stuff. So. We're excited to I, they, they put on a, a lot of shows. I believe Unwritten is the, the opening band uh, for, for the night. 
Society by Suwaka. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah! 